What to do before building a website. Hey, I'm Sam Dunning, co-owner over at webchoiceuk.com and host of the Top 100 Marketing Podcast, Business Growth Show. And if you haven't yet, check out my weekly email where I'm sharing actionable website and marketing tips, useful podcasts, free goodies, resources, and much more every Monday to kickstart your week with a bang. Give it a shot over at businessgrowth.email. there's two ways you can think about your website the first way is you can think about it as an online business card nothing more an online brochure to perhaps showcase what you do and have some contact details and do nothing more the second way which we're going to focus on today is to think of your website as your very best sales rep working 24 7 around the clock to showcase what you do how you help build some trust qualify opportunities and generate a steady flow of results of inbound sales leads for your business. Let's jump right in. I'm going to share the 11 steps to consider before building your website. The first step is setting the main goals for your website. So what is the main action that you want someone when they land on your site to take? And it could be that there's a few main actions depending on what you do. So maybe you're a B2B service-based business and perhaps you want people to book a call with your sales team. So maybe that's your cool main call to action. Or perhaps you want people to book a call and then perhaps you want to recruit. Perhaps you're a growing business and you want to hire. So another thing is you want to send people, direct people to your recruitment page so they can view available listings and submit their CV and apply for roles. Or perhaps you're a software as a service company and you actually want people to sign up for a free trial. So your main goal is going to actually be sign up for a free trial or view the paid options and sign up directly there. Maybe you're offering a product directly for your site, or maybe you want to drive people to watch some kind of video to then sign up. So you want to think about what are the actual results we want here? Do we want to drive qualified leads? Do we want to drive signups? Do you want to drive purchases? Do you want to do a combination of that plus also hire? Or maybe we're using the site to build our brand reputation. So we want people to kind of have an idea of what we do, how we can help. We want to build some trust with some social proof that we'll talk about later in this episode. So make sure you have a clear list of exactly what results you want from this website so you're crystal clear on what the objective is for the website goals. This leads us nicely on to point two, which is set your main CTAs, your main call to actions. And call to action buttons on websites could be anything from learn more, get a quote, book a call, book a demo view our vacancies, sign up for a free trial. I like to recommend making your call to actions descriptive so they tell people exactly what you do, you get when you click them. I recommend having your main call to action fixed in your top menu navigation bar and also placed consistently on your main pages of your website. So regardless of where someone is, they can click that call to action. So maybe it's a click to call, so they click the phone button, it gives you a call. Maybe it takes them to a contact page, but making sure they're consistently placed and they're easy to find. Um, for example, on the webchoiceuk.com site, our main call to actions on our homepage are view our work or request a quote. So that is what we want people to do. We want people to check our work, get some trust in what we do, and then book a call, book a quote, a time to speak with us when they're ready. So think about what we talked about on step one, the main goals, and then think about what call to actions are going to be descriptive and relevant and place them consistently on your site. I recommend not having too many call to actions because it can make your site look untidy and a bit confusing. Focus on around two or so, uh, props a few more, but not too many. So it keeps the site clean, 
focused and drives the activities you want people to take on your site. Next up is customer research. So having a website that's going to attract, build trust with, qualify and convert your visitors from your marketing efforts into a nice steady flow of qualified sales leads to fuel your sales team is most business owners and marketers dream. So talking to your best current customers or prospective clients, ideal fit clients is a great way to make sure you're designing your website for the people you actually want to do business with and not just designing it around your own thoughts, your own opinions, or your own ego. Because ultimately, talking to these people, they're your potential buyers. They're the ones who are going to buy your stuff. So understanding things like what are their main motivations, what are the main things they actually care about seeing on a vendor, on a company in your space's website, what's most important to them, um, what issues they have. If you've perhaps got a current website, taking the time to say, look, what's working well on this site? What do you think needs improvement? What do you think's missing? And then making a list of the common feedback you get when you're interviewing these clients so you can understand what they really want to see, what's going to assist your design, what key pages do they care about, what content do they care about, how can you leverage their key problems, the things that they really want to fix, or their key aspirations, their goals in your messaging, in your website headlines, and your copy. How can you make the pages, the design, the content super relevant so it's really going to attract these target clients and put your website in the best possible standing rather than going with your own thoughts and opinions is a really solid step to put your website on the right tracks. Tip four is your headline. So this typically applies to your homepage, but you can also leverage it on key other service pages and other pages on your website. So I recommend using something called the grunt test for your homepage. What does that mean? Well, it means if a caveman sitting in his cave, was presented with a laptop with your website homepage on, could he, within a couple seconds, grunt exactly what you do, how it helps them, and how to reach out, how to contact you, learn more, or get in touch with your business, all within a couple seconds of landing on your site. If not, your website's off the mark, and you're probably losing business, you're wasting visitors, you're missing out on conversions, because it does not hit that mark. There's a great way to test it. What you can do, is send a bunch of people, a bunch of prospects, a bunch of people you know to your site, give them your link, people that have never seen it before, and give them a couple seconds on it, give them up to five seconds, and ask them to then reply to you with what you do, how they think your offering helps, and was it easy to get in touch. If they reply with the wrong kind of answers, you know that your headline needs work. I recommend going with something that's crystal clear, literally says, this is what we do, or this is the problem we fix, or this is how we improve your business. So it's nice and clear because so many websites, especially in the B2B and technology space, focus on jargon-based words or they try to sound too clever. And as the old saying goes, if you confuse, you lose. So being clear, you can't usually go too far wrong with your headlines. You can always adapt over time as you analyze and ramp up your website marketing and learn on what's working and what's not. At tip number five, we've got thinking about your content and your main website pages. So you've probably heard the saying content is king. So let's talk a little bit more about why that's so important for your website. So talking about website pages, if you're a service-based business, you might have main headline menu navigation pages for home, about, maybe case studies, maybe pricing, maybe services, maybe resources, and then contact as your main core pages. And you might have drop downs. So services might drop down to a page for each demographic or industry you serve or each main feature that your offering has 
or maybe you serve certain locations or demographics. Then resources might have a drop down for podcasts, press releases, articles, our blog, latest news, and all that good stuff. So thinking about the core menu navigation pages, as well as the subcategories that are going to be relevant, and also making sure you're thinking about what buyers from any research or from any customer calls or sales calls you had have typically said they want to see on your website before they're ready to speak to sales and leveraging that. And then when it comes to the content side of things, making sure that you actually work on your copy before your design is a really smart idea. Because what you find is if you work with a designer or if you're doing it internally with your own team, trying to design pages first and then squish all your copy or your content into it is going to be seriously hard work because you might not have allocated enough space, perhaps in your hero or your banner area or your body of your design to actually fit the copy in nicely. So as a result, it looks poor, it looks botched, it looks squished, squashed. So actually doing the copy first means you could design around your content. Your website can look great on mobile, tablets and PC. And ultimately you can give visitors the best possible experience because you thought about it first. Next up, we've got how will you build trust with your website visitors. This is especially important if you're investing in things like SEO, ads, driving people to your site from your email list, from social media, and any other channels. Because people aren't going to get in touch with you or buy from you unless they trust you. So social proof is super powerful here. So leveraging things on your website like client testimonials, client video reviews, accreditations, Things like if you're well-ranked with review sites like G2, Trustpilot, Trustradar, all those kind of review collection aggregation sites. If you've won any specific industry awards, leveraging all these things. So as people scroll through the key pages, the homepage, service pages, case studies, contact page, they keep seeing this social proof, basically backing up your claims that you can actually do what you say you do from your customers' mouths and other accreditations rewards and all that good stuff so it's building up layers of trust as people go through prompting people to eventually have enough trust in what you do to get in touch and contact you or buy from you at tip seven we've got seo search engine optimization so if you want your website to be found on google if you want to generate inbound traffic through organic search and build up sales leads through google organically seo should really be considered before you even start designing or building your website. So a few key considerations are doing things like keyword research, understanding what you want your website to be found for. When people search for certain services, have certain questions or searching for your offering on Google. So eventually you can come up top and generate those sales ops from there. And then things like making sure you're considering a mobile friendly design, making sure the website's gonna load nice and quick on the page speed making sure you're going to consider things like page titles, SEO-friendly URLs, so how your website link is presented, things like metadata, meta titles, descriptions, what actually shows in the Google search results, making sure they're friendly, thinking of things like sitemaps, and thinking of things like menu navigation structure, and having key pages for each service, product, or location you serve. So basically, you're serving up the most relevant, helpful content that's going to answer people's questions as well. So when you're actually writing your copy, you're giving people the best experience. So you're answering all their questions. You're presenting perhaps unique data points or stats on how you help or problem you've solved and also reviewing competitors. So if there's particular search terms you want to rank for, you type it into Google 
you check out what your competitors are doing and you look for angles, gaps, ways that you can beat them in terms of the copy you put together. Perhaps you're going to present a unique infographic, video, podcast, some unique stats on there. You're going to write different topics in more depth. So you're doing all you can to beat your competitors. Those are just a few key points, but I've got plenty of other podcasts. There's one namely specifically called How to Drive Revenue with SEO. So if you check out that podcast I did a while back, that'll give you a lot of juicy SEO tips. Tip eight is qualifying buyers, prospects, visitors to your website, especially important if your website focus is generating sales leads for yourself or your team. So there's a number of ways that you can do that. First and foremost, sharing pricing, openly sharing your pricing. So if you're a software company, maybe you've got three tiers of levels of price. Perhaps not. Perhaps you offer something a bit more bespoke, a bit more tailored, a bit more custom. Then you can put ranges like type A is from 10 to 20K. Type B is from 20 to 30K. Type C is maybe 30 to 50K as an example. And then you can prompt people to get in touch with you. You can bolster your pricing page with things like social proof. So customer testimonials, customer review videos, all that good stuff and answering their common objections and questions to guide them to get in touch with you. Things like sharing your processes, so how you work and also sharing who you can help and who you can. So being quite open, like this is our ideal client fit. This is exactly the type of business or demographic we can serve best. So when people flick through your website, They can get a quick idea if they've got the budget to work with you, your processes, and if you're a good fit to do business. This repels poor fit clients, attracts the right ones, keeps your sales team happy, keeps prospects happy, means you can have more quality buying conversations. Tip nine is thinking about any integrations that you want on your website. So this could be a bunch of things. So for example, you might want to link up to a CRM, a customer relationship management piece of software, maybe Salesforce, maybe HubSpot, maybe something else. So whenever someone takes a certain action, perhaps they download a guide, perhaps they sign up for your email list, perhaps they request a demo, this flicks straight into, syncs up straight into your CRM. So it goes to your sales team, it's stored in the CRM, all the data for the customer. So then your team can easily follow up with it and it's managed in a secure system. Or perhaps you want to look at things like Google Analytics, so you can measure traffic on your website, you can measure locations, session times, conversion rates, and much more. Or perhaps user behavior and heat map software, so you can see how people actually interact with your site, main areas they click, get feedback, do reviews. So something like Hotjar is really good for that. So there's a bunch of things you want to consider. Maybe you want to do some SEO tools like Yoast, so you can add some certain plugins. So understanding what's going to be important to integrate into your site, what's going to be important for your sales team, your marketing team, your ops team, your operations, and then making sure that the platform, the way you choose to build the website can cater for all those integrations that are required. Which brings us to number 10, which is your website platform or your CMS. So CMS stands for Content Management System. And this is basically the back end of your website. So this is what your website sits on. This is where you can log in or your team can all log in with access and update your content, perhaps add new pages and manage the main elements of your website to keep it up to date, keep it fresh and update the content. So something you want to consider, one of the most popular CMS on the web is WordPress, which is used a lot for information-based websites and some online stores too. 
we tend to do a lot of website builds in WordPress just because a lot of our clients are service-based B2B or tech companies that want to generate leads through their site. So WordPress tends to be a great fit because it's easy to manage, easy to update, easy to update the content, and it ranks pretty well on SEO with a lot of customization, a lot of flexibility for growth. But we do a lot of custom projects too. Or maybe you're looking at a dedicated online store, so you might want to consider things like Shopify or OpenCart, Magento. There's so many there. But the main thing is to really consider exactly what you want this website to do. So if it's purely information-based, then there's a bunch of CMS that can suit you. Or if it's e-commerce, you might want to go for a dedicated e-commerce platform, understanding the features you need and making sure that your platform is going to enable you to have those features and also give your team the ability, the flexibility to make the content updates you need nice and easily before you crack on and either invest in the software or invest in an agency or a team to build it for you. And last but not least is marketing, possibly one of the most important parts of your website. So you might have heard a saying that goes along the lines of build it and they will come. This couldn't be any less true for your website. If you build a great all singing, all dancing website that hits all the above goals we've just chatted about, if you don't market it, if you don't bring it to market, if you don't advertise it in front of ideal clients, it's almost all going to go to waste because most of you are going to want your website to generate sales or generate leads or generate inquiries or build up your business, build up your new hires. So if less you market it effectively, it's going to fail. So you need to make sure you save a decent amount of budget, decent amount of cash or resources to market, advertise your website effectively. So a few medium to long-term ways to market your website could be SEO, getting your website organically ranked on Google. Maybe you start your own podcast like this business growth show marketing podcast, where you can either talk about your industry specific, build up reputation that way, or you interview ideal clients on your podcast to build up reputation with them and then you share it across different channels maybe you start blogging you start building articles you start building reputation that way maybe you start a video channel so maybe you start your own youtube channel and do similar things to this podcast showing actual tips guides resources maybe you build up an email list so maybe everyone that you interact with on other channels you capture their email maybe you have a ebook or a lead magnet or a guide or maybe on your videos you prompt people to sign up for email lists each week or more frequently you're sharing tips and you're building up a community you're building up trust and eventually people get in touch with you and reach out or shorter term strategies might be things like paid ads so whether that's focused paid ads to your demographic your target audience on linkedin or perhaps it's direct on google search so google adwords when people search for your services your offerings you come up right at the top in the paid ads and you generate inquiries sales and leads that way all review sites so things like g2 trust radar bunch of other sponsored review sites where you can basically pay for ads on these review sites to position you well on the search engines position you well on their review sites and it's a great way to capture leads for the short term so i recommend doing a mix of short medium and long-term marketing and advertising for your company reason being is basically if you think of your website as the foundation and if you think of these marketing and advertised channels as casting out lines, a bit like fishing, casting out lines in the water. So you've got multiple ways to attract idle clients and bring in new customers, new inquiries, new leads. And also it means if one marketing channel takes a hit, then you've got other channels that you both own and that you're renting, a bit like social media, to continue to bring in business. Even if one takes a hit, if one falls short, if one stops working well, 
you've got a bunch of ways to drive idle clients straight to you. And there you have it. I hope this checklist of what you need to do before you build your website has been helpful. As always, if you found this episode of use, a quick rating on your podcast audio channel is really, really helpful to us. Or if you're on YouTube, a quick subscribe goes a long, long way. So thank you in advance. And with that, I should catch you on the next episode. Cheers. Chili Piper is an advanced scheduling solution for B2B revenue teams. Rather than listen to me ramble on, here's a super happy customer describing how Chili Piper has revolutionized the way they work. Chili Piper as a tool has just become part of our fabric. It's our meeting booking system for our prospects. And you'll be pleased to hear it just does it. It's like the ideal piece of software, which you don't have to babysit. It just does what it needs to do. My SDR team like using it as well. The main bulk of their role is outbound prospecting, which they use Chili Piper to book, book those meetings. Ultimately, they are booking meetings for the account executive. Their handoff is working you know, really well. You just heard there how Chili Piper can free up resources and turbocharge your productivity. Book your free demo today over at chilipiper.com slash BGS. That's C-H-I-L-I-P-I-P-E-R dot com slash BGS. Chilipiper.com slash BGS.